0: You're listening to The Superman Super Show, episode 61, The Giants of Professor Z. Howdy and welcome to The Superman Super Show. I'm a host. My name's Ed. And a thousand miles over there to my left is another host, Mr. Stephen Orr. Hello. This past weekend, I think it was this, yeah, pretty sure it was this past weekend. Terry and I were sitting there and we 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 have a fire stick and fire stick gives you more possibilities of watching stuff than you can ever do I mean there's yeah. stuff all over the place we're just looking around we we saw oh, sat down and watched and i I think Terry did uh also but I thoroughly enjoyed the first episode of Bob Ross uh
1: like as in the original
0: yes. painter? painter guy. Yes. Really? Yeah. His, nice. his show, the very first episode that he ever did. And it, it just, and it's, it's become kind of a joke, but it, it, it is no joke. The man starts with nothing. Yeah. He does nothing. And at the end of the episode, he has a picture that you completely understand what it is. Yeah. And it's, just, and he, you he know, he makes it look effortless. <laughs>
1: You know, he, he take like when he takes the paint knife and he just he makes a tree with it. And he's just like scrape, 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 scrape. It's like there, it looks so easy, but there's no way I could do that.
0: I know. I know. You just take this and you da- and I'm like, but all I'm going to get is just splotches on the right? cake. It's like, no, it's leaves. And I'm like, how do you think, do that? I think that's <sighs> one
1: of the most fun thing about those shows is. Yeah, he literally, in most cases, starts out with a blank canvas and you just watch. And it's not like he's doing superhero, you know, he's just just doing like a a landscape of some sort, a a, a pond with a tree next to it or a mountain range. But it's like at one point you're kind of watching it going, he's just throwing paint on this canvas. I have no idea what he's doing. Exactly. That doesn't look like anything. What is that? And then suddenly, within a second, it's just like, boom, those are mountains.
0: That is so cool. <laughs> he's, he's reached out behind the canvas and he turned it on. And you're like, oh, yeah, I see it. it yeah. Yep. 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 It, it is just remarkable. Yeah. Terry, Terry said to me, yeah, but we just sat there. And I mean, I was watching. I'm like, OK, oh, yeah. you're not going to trick me. I'm going to see what you do. Now, it didn't help. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> I, it's very he's, he's very soothing. Oh, yeah. That that very zen. It, it, you, it, maybe yeah. that's what it is. He hypnotizes you and he switches the that's canvas. Right. And yeah. it's like... You don't know... <laughs> that's that's yeah. the whole point of it. Yeah. He's using mental hypnosis on you. <laughs> he is, man. It's in his voice. And we have a little tree. Yeah. <laughs> <And it's- laughs> You can't see this if you're just
1: listening to the audio, but Ed just mimed the... the yeah, I'm, I'm switching canvases.
0: <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, yeah it, it is just... It, he he was a... Uh, at a time when you, you there just wasn't a whole lot of stuff like that going on. There was no really magic of television per se. But there is just something about... Yeah, what he did, it was just, it was remarkable. Yeah, we used to,
1: uh, um, when I worked at Walgreens, uh, every Christmas when they would bring out all just the crap gifts that would go up at the very top of all the shelves mm-hmm. for those people that forgot that it's Christmas and would come in on Christmas Eve and gather up a bunch of crap stuff, They all, we always had various Chia Pets of some sort. And I remember the year we got the Bob Ross Chia Pet. And so his big afro was the yes. was the plant. Yes, uh, I always wanted to get one, but I, I never did. There's a uh, a YouTube channel out there called Nerd Sync, and that dude did uh, did an episode about Bob Ross and how you know how he got into the business and, and how you know he he took painting and built this big empire out of mm-hmm. it and everything. And it's it's really kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Now now I will say uh, full full disclosure uh there are stories that perhaps he was a little bit more underhanded about yeah. his whole painting gig as it relates to the TV show forward now he was yep. an artist of a sort before then he was a um a commercial artist i believe uh and maybe you know did some thing you know and didn't credit the right people or whatever from the TV show period of his life until his death. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't there, I don't, you know, so I, I don't know. But the stories are out there. I, I yeah. think that's part of what the movie is about that has uh, the comedic actor playing Bob Ross with the- Yeah, the goes. Wilson guy, Owen yeah. or- Yeah. Owen Owen Wilson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, book. I haven't seen that yet. I think there's a book about Bob Ross that purports to get into some so- Okay, what whatever. All I know because I, I haven't read and I haven't seen that I just know his TV show. It's yeah. left an impression on me since I was little.
1: Yeah, and the, the NerdSync video does get into that. So if you if 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 anybody's out there interested but they don't have time or the money to go see the movie or buy a book, just look up Bob Ross NerdSync and, and and watch that video. Uh but unfortunately there are just very few people in the world that Come into the public spotlight like that, especially they kind of come out of nowhere and they build this empire that maintain being a nice person. I think Fred Rogers is one of the few that yes. has
0: ever done it. For sure. You know? He was yeah. Yeah, he's another one that just had this very different air. When you watched the show, you were like, <sighs> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Oh, Mr. Rogers.
0: Alrighty, guys. Um, after our, our Bob Ross and um, Fred Rogers uh, talk, Fred Fred Red, yeah, Fred Rogers was all, uh, very, a very a huge huge part of my childhood as well. Fred Rogers. Yeah, me too. Uh, Electric Company, uh, Sesame mm-hmm. Street, all PBS shows. Because yep. un- unlike a lot of you kids today, um, growing up, I was lucky. I actually had three channels I could watch. Uh, and one of them was PBS. I think almost everybody could get a hold of PBS and watch it, so that was oh, yeah, that was almost guaranteed. But yeah, three, three, I I can go in there, and I'm lucky if I can only name three channels that I've got. I mean, I've got (laughs) probably several dozens times three at my disposal, if not more nowadays, but yeah, three channels. Believe it or not, guys, three channels is what what we had uh, growing up. And uh, I know Terry has stories of this also. One or more of those channels required somebody going outside to physically turn an antenna in order to get it in. So it's like at any one time, you probably only got one unless somebody was willing to carry their ass outside and make some changes. Yeah. So there you go. That's tough. That's hard times, daddy.
1: Back and when you used to walk to school uphill both yep. ways and 10 feet of snow.
0: Other than Terry, I'll, I'll give anybody uh, bonus points if they recognize who I just threw out there, who I was imitating when I said that. So that's mm. I, only only people of a particular fandom will probably recognize that. So that's you know, Terry. Terry says, um, she says we are old. We are old. Yes, we are together, baby together. All right, folks, today we're going to look at The Giants of Professor Z, which is the first story to appear in Superman issue number eight, written by Jerry Siegel and artisted by Paul Cassidy, also known as Drawn by. Superman issue number eight has a cover date of January, February 1941, with an on sale date of November 10th, 1940. Uh, that information comes to us by way of Mike's Amazing World of Comics. Here's what's happened. Here's what's. Okay. I was doing so well. I, I thought I was speaking pretty well through all that. Had to hold on to the antenna inside to watch certain cha- Oh yeah. Yeah, that that yep. too. That was
1: Yep, wrap aluminum foil on the uh, on the
0: bunny ears. Oh 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 the oh the days, you know. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um in issue number 8, the first story, scientists Professor Z and Professor Carlos. Actually, I believe it's Dr. Carlos. It's not Professor. Yep. Yep. Professor is Z, Cardos' doctor in the story. Yeah. Uh, They've discovered a way to increase the size of living organisms. Using this discovery, they create a group of giant men who run rampant, causing destruction. One of the giants abducts the governor and his daughter while Superman tries to corral them. Uh, Corral the giants, not the governor and his daughter. (laughs) Battling the giants in the mountains, Superman causes an avalanche, which takes out a few of the giants, but he himself is dragged under. He escapes, but not before Lois Lane is captured while looking on from an aircraft. In Professor Z's laboratory, the girls, uh, the girls being Lois and the governor's daughter, appear to be enlarged by the machine. Superman destroys the lab while Z and Cardos are trampled by their own giant creations. Lois and the governor's daughter are okay, as their growth was only an illusion. And the last of the giants are killed in the destruction of the lab. So what'd you think? You, and before you say what you would think, you were right. I, I did dig this story. So thanks for the heads up. This
1: story was insane. And one of those, oh, Billy Dee's arrived. He says, the son of a plumber, Dusty Rhodes.
0: Uh, Thank you, Billy. Thank you for not letting that go to waste.
1: I think because we only had three people showing uh, when you were talking about that. So I think he was watching and then he was like, I got to log in real quick and answer that
0: question. Well, yes, because he watches on his TV. Yeah. Which doesn't doesn't allow the input. So he's he's got to pull out the phone and and get on YouTube. And oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, But. The Giants of Professor Z was insane. This was one of those Superman stories that there just literally is not enough room on these pages to contain everything about this story. There's just so much going on that I was I was confused instantly from that first panel that has the Superman title in it where we see Superman punching this giant Immediately I'm confused. I thought that was a an, an issue with the art. Why does this guy look like a giant? Okay. Certainly there's not a giant in this story even though the story is called The Giants of Professor Z. Uh but no, not only are there giants, uh apparently they also uh when you change somebody into a giant, they look they they become bald and they all look the same because all the giants are wearing the same clothes, they all look the same. They're just like Cloned giants, almost everyone they show, and I don't remind me. What was the point? What What were they trying to do by creating these giants? Were they holding anything hostage? Were they trying to get money? I, I don't remember.
0: I don't think so. I I think uh the the gist was they 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 had this discovery, and of course uh to test it out, ultimately they had to try it on humans. Which okay yeah. that. That kind of follows, but now, yeah. A- after you make giant humans, what what becomes your point? And um, maybe part of the point here was that they broke into the mint and scooped out great handfuls of loot. Maybe, yeah. Because it just seems that they're like, you know, g- let's see what it does. Oh, he grows into a giant. Okay, set him loose. Uh, let's get another guy. Let's and. You know, they just make them and set them out there. Make them and set them, out, and ultimately, starting out, they never said anything. Um, yeah, I they they were the the protectors of the of the lab. But again, to to what end? I mean, you're you're protecting the lab. World domination, Terry said. Could be. Yeah, maybe make a make an army of giant men. Yeah,
1: because at first you just assume the 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 way it starts out. It's almost like. They create this, you know. They 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 got this formula. They turn whatever kind of freaking animal that is—I don't know what that's supposed to be—into a giant version of whatever. I'm yeah muskrat
0: I'm or sure earless bunny or whatever. But it looks like a whistle pig, but it's got big bunny feet on it. And it's got yeah. no ears, and it, yeah, I don't know what that is.
1: And so they, yeah, they they decide. All right, well, we got to test it out on humans. They make this one guy into a giant. And then the dude just goes insane and starts running all over the, the the town, destroying things and kicking over trains and and just punching people and killing them. And and so at first you're like, OK, so this thing they this was not a they were not trying to create something for evil or for violence. It just got out of their country with science run amok. Right, and now they right. got to figure out how to stop it. But no, they just let it go and create more and they have their own secret lab in the freaking Arctic Arctic or whatever.
0: And Uh, well, you, you've got the one panel here where they're the huge giants erecting great homes. So (laughs) they're, they're, they're building, you know, it's like, yeah. uh, Other than just to, you know, build up more menace, more for Superman to have to deal with. It's like, what are you doing? What, you know, where are you going? What is yeah. this? Uh, and then, of course, you you throw in the cat there and it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, my I goodness. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, wow. OK, so you, you did it to a poor cat also. Yeah.
1: And I totally, you know, you see this giant cat. It's perched there by this road and there's a car coming by. And sure enough, the cat just reaches out and swipes, swipes at the car, and knocks it over. And it's, any one of my cats would do that very same thing. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Seeing seeing something go by it. Anything in motion, the cats are like, oh, I gotta get that. You know? So I think Siegel had a
0: cat. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm gonna work it into the next Superman story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First line of that that story uh outline. Uh get cat in it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's <laughs> more story goals. Yeah.
1: And is it just me, or are the, the look of these giants? The template for future Lex Luthor.
0: Oh yeah, and and notice along with making them giant, apparently it creates the same clothing on each of them as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, the purple top and green shorts. And it yep. it takes it, it gives them alopecia. They they have no hair. Right. So yeah, it it yeah.
1: So it's like they're they're not only making giants, they're cloning them.
0: That's what it looks more like. They're they're cloning. Not yeah. yeah.
1: They got these little purple booties on.
0: Just, just these little odd.
1: short pants. They're little purple short
0: pants, and their little booties. Rather, rather Hulk-like colors, you know, green. Oh yeah, shorts. The Hulk is green. Uh, yep. Purple top. Well, his pants are purple. Uh, yeah, so I guess similar printing processes. So. Yeah,
1: purple and green are, according to Stanley, the the colors of evil. Okay, um, yeah. that's. If you, you notice those early Marvel comics, all the it, with the exception of the Hulk, because the Hulk was, you know, a good guy or a bad guy. Well, yeah, he, he's the, a bad
0: guy, you know. Yeah, so all the good guys
1: ha, were red and blue, mm-hmm. and all the bad guys, purple and green.
0: Yep. Which, yeah, you don't necessarily notice as you read, but once somebody points it out, it's like, oh, yep. yeah, oh, they yeah. all do. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: we got giants destroying trains and destroying. This one Poor giant man. is just ripping
0: trees out of the ground. He's just destroying the woods. Not only destroying trains, but laughing as they fall off the yeah. tracks in into the into the river. Uh, he's so uh, he's you a, know he's a gut busting laugh. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's it's, literally it's a belly holding laugh. onto his stomach and then he quickly follows up by slamming the top yeah. of the train in the water to make sure that it's completely yeah. submerged. So this particular giant is evil. He he's bad right. for sure. He just
1: that that sequence it's 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 just a great sequence because the first panel is just the train motoring along on the tracks. Right. And then the second panel suddenly the giant has just run onto the scene and kicks the 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 bridge. Just destroys the bridge where the, the train is going to come and then laughs as the train falls into falls the water. Off. And then, yeah. yeah, slams a fist on top of the train just right. in case.
0: And it even says a pounding fist makes sure the destruction is complete. It, yeah. So that that's the the narration. So it's like, dude. But yeah, yeah. Like you said, then the next giant, uh, we I, I mean, we can kind of think that it's the same one, although I would kind of guess it's just another one somewhere else because we find out there are multiple. Oh, no, it says another giant. I'm sorry. But yeah, he's just going through ripping up the forest. Yep. You know, that that is bad nowadays. We, we look down on those countries that just allow their forests to be felled. But here, it, it was so fresh and new that they could just write about bad yeah. guys just going through and tearing up swaths of forest land.
1: You're right. Though we do look down upon other countries that allow their giants to go around and pull trees out. Of
0: yes, yes. You need to do something. They need to control their giants better. But here, and it's look like, at the
1: look at the caption of that panel. Look how they spell the word through. T h r u, yeah. T h r u. T h r u. Yeah. I'm assuming. Well, I I want to say that they did that because of limits uh in regard to space but there's definitely enough room there for them to have spelled that
0: correctly um i also thought that this story um probably more than either of the of the other two the art struck me as a lot sketchier yes Um, yeah and and i just and mm, to me, what what I'm trying to relay by using the word sketchy is, like, like you go to a convention, and while you're standing there talking to the artist, they they pop out a fifteen dollar sketch of you, in mere moments while you're sitting there talking. Sketch, uh, sketchy, yeah. kind of, yeah. Uh, just the whole story, um, and and even the. The coloring of it in a lot of of panels just exacerbated. So I I don't know if there was no inking done on these and they just colored in the the pencils. Uh, But it it just it has a very sketchy look to it uh, throughout, I thought.
1: It does have a very rushed look in certain panels, the, the, and you, that that's a good point about the inking because a lot of these panels where you would see, uh, you know, the, the shadows filled in with just a solid black ink. It's more like they just took the ink pen and scribbled really quick, like a, like a kid would to fill in a part of the, 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 the drawing, but didn't really have the patience to fully, fill it in. They just scribbled really quick and then moved on.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. So, um, not not sure. Uh, we also have um, some yelling, I think, for the first time with a very big font in the actual panels, not the narration, yes. but the panels themselves. Very thick, black typeset that was used. And I, I believe at this time, everything was still done by hand. Yeah.
1: So this yes. is
0: like Either they're using a really thick pen, or they have drawn it in and then colored it in with black ink to make it the the lettering so large in those panels.
1: And look at the look at the giant's hand there with the gnarly nails. Yeah, the gnarly nails, and it looks almost like fur coming fur. out the back. The way they draw the line. Yeah, and a couple couple pages earlier, we see a pair of giant hands. Gu- Busting into that house to to kidnap to the, the the governor and governor. his daughter, uh-huh. and that same thing. Long nails and and hairy. The backs of the hands are really hairy. I
0: I guess to denote monster, even though I they're guess. just supposed to be enlarged enlarged human beings.
1: Yep. So as they well, m- maybe they're yeah they're saying this was a normal human being. We made them giant, and that not only altered their body chemistry, it turned them monstrous. And that's why they're out there destroying trains and pulling up trees.
0: These these are like the the giants of Dr. Moreau or something like that. Yep. And uh, Superman breaks one of their toes.
1: This was just a weird, weird story. I'm looking at this page here where Superman breaks one of the giant's toes, and we see... Like uh, the, the very last panel on that page, Superman standing atop a cliff. We see a pair of giant hands reaching up for him, and then we see one, two, three, four giants running at him from from mm. a distance. Mm-hmm. While these, while the the professor is on the speaker yelling, "Get him! Get him! Get him!" It's just it's just weird. It's just a bordering on creepy in some of these panels.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, you I I, I would think that that must the result that that is the result I should say of the fact that it's Pochetti drawing because Jerry Siegel we have seen for most yeah. if not all the stories and his stories don't don't write like this they they don't feel like this so I wonder right. if it was very um, and and you know you're you're starting to nitpick here. Maybe the story wasn't written by Siegel, but it was plotted by Siegel, and then he turned it over to Cassidy. Yep, yeah, and, and he just visually interpreted it. However, you know, because it's just, it does have this almost. You you could if if you took Superman out and just put a regular person in in the story, this would be a story out of one of the horror anthology books of the time. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. You know and, and and it would be easy to do it you, you would just have this all turn out that this dude you know was having some kind of fever dream because he was you know I don't know a missionary in Africa and he, and he got uh, dengue or he got sleeping sickness or something you know um, and and that way you could explain how in the story a regular man was doing some you know more than regular stuff but but yeah it, it just it just has this very very different feel um, everywhere just yeah
1: yeah it's like the the marvel method Mm -hmm. it very much feels like that like yeah like jerry siegel just gave him a page and said this is i want this to happen do it yep and then he went out and just grabbed a big bunch of stuff out of a bucket and threw it at the pages
0: and boom this is what we get you know i don't know he he had just read some you know pulp prose uh, anthology magazine uh, the the day before he got the assignment and all of this stuff was in his head and he he put it all on here. Yeah.
1: It's just so weird. They create the giants, they go out and they start wreaking havoc among the public and they steal money and then they'd go up to the Arctic and build giant homes. And then they kidnap the governor and the governor's daughter and Lois is involved somehow. And then Superman gets up there to the Arctic and he fights some giants. And, and uh, I just, I, I don't know that I have the energy to really go through and talk about everything that happened <laughs> it, in this story. Cause there's so much. Yep. And it's nonstop, nonstop. It's, it's one of these stories that, you know, it's like, I'll be like three pages into it and then I'll go, Oh, what happened at the very beginning? And I, and I feel like I should have to turn like 12 pages to get to the <laughs> beginning of the story. And I realize, Oh, that's only three pages uh, yeah, to the beginning just, of the story. It's just a
0: couple to the beginning.
1: Yeah. And of course the, well, Professor Z is not bald, but, um, Dr. Cardus is bald. Curtis, yeah.
0: I don't, I didn't understand what happened to him that got him buried in the glacier. That, that didn't make sense to me because the water came after So he, he's like fighting the giants and he, he causes an avalanche uh, of the glacier. Yeah. And he gets caught with the giants as the glacier falls in on him. But he, Superman gets trapped. It, it's, it's drawn like he's underwater but he's yep. he's trapped in ice uh, in, in yeah in like like all of this stuff fell and it's not rubble it fell and formed a glacier in in the in the valley between glaciers i guess if you yeah and you know it it the one panel makes it look like he's underwater but then a little bit later on well there's another panel that makes it look like underwater and then the next He's he's cracking the glacier and then flying or um, excuse me, uh, jumping uh, out of the crack in the and it's like, well, it was just all rubble. He wouldn't have it wouldn't have sealed over. And yeah. So,
1: yeah. And that that could have been a very cool scene. It could have been very high tension if they had done it right, because Yeah, you're right. He drops a glacier on the giants as he's jumping away. One of them reaches out and grabs him and pulls him down with him. And but for some reason, all this ice and snow, it's like it just instantly melts and turns into water and then freezes up again all all around
0: him. Yeah. And the narrator tells us the ice hardens remorselessly upon Superman's figure. And it's like, but but why? I mean, it's just big chunks of rock and ice, and it would just be yep. rubble. It'd be like a cave in more than it would exactly. F- yeah, freezing. Le- yeah,
1: I I don't know. But it's it's easier for the artist to draw it this way. And if it was done like you suggested, that the, you just provided him with a, a loose plot and told him to go and draw that. Maybe that's what he intended. He intended for him to just be kind of underwater. And Jerry Siegel's like, well. Why is he having such a hard time getting up out of the water? All right, I'll script it. I'll I'll add the text to make it say it's ice. Yeah, even it, it's
0: frozen. It's
1: a yeah. I
0: just adds adds to the oddness overall of the story. And the
1: the the, the whole thing with Doc Professor Z making it look as if he turned Lois and the governor's daughter into giants, but he tricked them by using a big mag or a big magnifying glass wall. Oh, mm-hmm. well, what's the point of all that? I don't understand why any of this happened
0: in this book. I, yeah. I it's it, it that aspect of the plot, the motivation, uh, it is a little bit thin. Yeah. Uh I don't know if there was a page that got left out or even just one panel that would have uh given us, you know, a little bit more of a clue there, but yeah, it, it's just like well, we we've been trying to invent something to make large biological creatures okay we got it uh, so we need to test it on something so they tested it on animals okay now we need proof of concept we we need to do it on human so they did it on a human and another and another and another. and they made a band of them uh, okay to to then do what you know at this point right here yeah why did you make more than one and and set them loose well like It would have been kind of hard to contain them, I understand. So, you know, but it's like, so you just kept, you just kept making them? Or, yeah, it just.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like they make the first one. The first one goes out and starts destroying stuff. And I go, ooh, that was a mistake. Let's try again. I think I've got it figured out. And so they create a second one. It goes out and starts destroying stuff.
0: Hmm. Let's try it again. And they
1: keep trying and they keep messing up. And let's do a cat. Let's just let's just try a cat this time. And eventually they're just like, all right, we obviously messed up. This was a mistake. Let's just roll with it and become bad guys and just revel. I mean, we've already got a lab in the Arctic with magnifying glass doors there you go. Yeah. and giant PA loudspeaker system and some kind of weird Lexi glass wall outside that Superman can't get
0: through. Yeah, that, that put up a fight for Superman even. Yeah, it, it was so...
1: Transparent elastic walls. Ugh.
0: Yeah, this has... Um, Billy, if you're there, this has a very Haney kind of feel to it because it's just anything and it just really doesn't make sense in the way that it's put together here. It, it just... Yeah this this could very well be the story that Bob
1: Haney was sitting around one day before he became who he was. It's like, all right, I got to do a bunch of, I, I got to make some money making some comics. How do I do this? And he comes across this issue and he goes, well, they did some crazy stuff back then. I'll just do that. Yeah, I'll do I'll, it I'll like this. Reach into my bucket of ideas and throw them at the wall. And there you go. Here's, here's a story.
0: Just, yeah. Weird, weird. Uh, like, 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 Johnny once said, "Weird, wacky stuff," or that was actually it wasn't. It, Johnny. Wow, that was terrible. That was <laughs> Dana Carvey uh, doing Johnny. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> and that was my Dana Carvey impression. Weird, wild, wacky stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, there, there you go, Ed. That, that, that was your Ed, or that was your, um, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman doing Ed. Doing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if I was Dana Carvey doing yeah so it's hey, there we go,
1: and then I guess uh, Doctor Z meets his fate.
0: Oh, when one of the giants accidentally steps, steps on him, him and crushes him, yep. and all of their and he goes yeah trying to get Superman or no they're they're running away I guess what they're doing running away from the yeah the water cascading through the canyons uh, sure to kill them if they don't escape it which uh, ultimately they don't so. But it's okay. So, su- all right. Superman
1: releases because it's it's a half extinct volcano. That's right. That's where it's. They're in a half half extinct volcano, and and Superman basically allows the lava loose, which then melts the glacier, and all the water comes right. rushing at them, and the giants are like, "We're getting the hell out of here!" and steps on one of the scientists, and and I was really confused at first here at the end when superman finds the two ladies and he's like why well, you're both of normal size but then he's the one that tells the governor well it's because right. of the it was an illusion i i figured that out yeah. you know superman sussed you? it
0: out and just didn't tell us
1: yeah and then the final panel lois and clark clark says so you've scored another great scoop how do you do it she says, I attribute it to my superb qualifications as a reporter and 99% to the assistance of Superman.
0: Wah, wah, wah. Well, yeah. And so at least there she wasn't taking all the credit. That's
1: right. She was being honest. Yep. I don't know
0: that I have the
1: energy to say anything else about this crazy freaking story. <laughs> Billy D says, How dare you besmirch the name of Bob oh, Haney.
0: Oh, come on.
1: This is Billy D. For those who don't know, is the host of the Brave and the Bob podcast, which is all about Bob Haney and the crazy stories this, that he put together in the in, the, in a, the Silver Age.
0: This is a story uh, in, in the in the mold of a pseudo pre Haney kind of zaniness, although Haney's zany was a lot more controlled than this was. Th- yeah, th- this was just yeah this. Had a very frantic, out of control, do whatever you want, almost feel to it.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it really is like the. Uh, I mean it, it it. It's not like it's a crap ton of different concepts that we have seen in some of these Superman stories where they just try to cram in all these different concepts in one story. It's really it. It's giants, destruction, mad scientists we just don't understand why they're doing what they're why? doing Yeah. other than it's just because of being evil uh but it's it's like they took those concepts wrote it all down on a sheet of paper ripped the paper up into a bunch of pieces and then tried to glue them back together the way they were supposed to be and that's this is the finished product yeah pro- pro- uh finished product, product that's what i'm looking okay. for Ugh. but yeah i don't i don't uh, I'll say that this is my of the three we're looking at tonight. So last episode was my least favorite of the three. This probably is number two, but is the most insane of the three.
0: Yes, definitely. But that's all. That's all I have to say about that. All right, Forrest. Folks, we appreciate you being here and want to thank you for listening. So until next week, I'm Ed. That's for uh, Stephen. This was the Superman Super Show. Adios.
1: Baba Jane. Jane. Baba Jane. You've been listening to the Superman Super Show. Questions and comments can be directed to the Superman Super Show at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter under the handle at SoupSupershow. that's at S-U-P-S Supershow, and continue the conversation at the Supershow Forum at forums.justanotherfanboy.com. We also encourage you to rate the show wherever available and share this podcast with a friend. All links will be in the show notes.
0: Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. A little hard to do a uh, a key change when you're whistling. Yeah,
1: there's a, uh, a a nerdcore rap song that came out a while back. Um, simply because there was there was an episode of Jeopardy in which one of the contestants uh, uh, was a female. Not that that matters, but. Alex Trebek. So this was before he retired. He mm-hmm. is, you know, he's doing the thing where he's talking to the contestant and he's like, "So it says here that you're a fan of nerdcore rap or or something like. What, what's that?" And she tries to explain what it is, and he basically says, "Oh, so it's music for losers." And, <laughs> and so a couple of nerdcore rappers got oh. together and put out a song called "Suck It, Trebek." Wow. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah alex music for is... losers right dude it's
1: like way to alienate a portion of your audience in one statement
0: you know most of your audience that plays your damn show Probably. <laughs> i mean you know dude yep. come on okay i'm ready to go i'm ready to go as well go whoa whoa okay